0: What's up, then listeners? Welcome to another episode of the Midge and the Keg NFL podcast. Host as usual, Billy, alongside me and my co-host, the Keg. Hi, and joining us today for our Denver Broncos off-season talk episode, we have Thomas. How are we doing today, Thomas?
1: Yeah, I'm doing good, guys. Thanks for having me on. And, uh, you yeah, know, hopefully both of you guys are doing well as well.
0: Yeah, we're good. Yes. Doing all good, mate. Doing all good. Uh, on that note, Tom, I'll let you um, I'll let you go away with uh, all your socials, and everything for the uh, the Denver Broncos UK page. I'll let you uh, have the floor of that and go ahead and then and go for it.
1: Yeah, so we're just on Twitter at UK Denver Broncos. We've been going there there a few years, and then we've got our Facebook group as well, which is if you're a Broncos fan looking to get in on the conversation, that's probably the best place to you know come and join in. That's just search Denver Broncos UK. And uh, that'll come up there. And then we've got the page. But, you know, the group is the best place. You know, have a chat with lots of like-minded fans, especially on game day. That's probably the place to join us.
0: Good, good stuff. So, so, Thomas, we'll get straight into it. So, um, one of those, I would say one of those years, obviously wasn't the the year to to, to be holding out for, especially in a a really tough division. You know, we've got to take that into account. It's arguably one of the toughest divisions in the NFL. Uh, with the teams in there. You know, you're playing Patrick Mahomes twice a year, tw- sorry, twice a year. Now you've got to play Justin Herbert twice a year. Oakland aren't the pushover either. So it's it's quite a hard division in total. So, I mean, finishing last, I mean, uh, in respective total of- offense, 25th ranking and also in the defense as well. So wasn't like it sort of balanced out, but not in the higher rankings, unfortunately. But, uh, I mean, just give us your take. I mean, how did you feel, you know, what, what went wrong for the Broncos this year?
1: I mean, we basically lost half our defence to injuries within about the first three weeks. And, you know, we lost Cortland Sutton as well, who was our number one receiver. And, you know, from then on, it was just an uphill struggle. I mean, Vic Fangio worked wonders with what he had on defence. You know, I think he was down to like fifth and sixth choice cornerbacks at times. Um, So to even be competitive in games, you know, was quite an achievement. Obviously, Drew Locke missed a few games at the start of the season and then, obviously, the infamous Kendall Hinton game against the Saints. So, yeah, I mean, we didn't really have a chance in that division when you're missing three, four pro bowlers
2: from your team. Yeah, yeah I mean, you know, the injuries did just kill you this year. I mean, I don't think you were sort of expected to win that division at all. I mean, sort of the record you end up with is probably... Similar to what you sort of predicted to have, really. i in my opinion. I mean, you're disappointed with five and nine. I, mean, I know you should you're obviously missing the players, but sorry, five and eleven.
1: Yeah, I think if we'd have had a healthy roster, you, I mean, you know, obviously everyone gets injuries, but if we'd have had a, you know, if we'd have had one Miller for ten games at least, you know, that sort of thing, I think we could have pushed seven and eight wins. Um, that would have probably been a lot more realistic. I don't think anyone thought anyone in this division would challenge the Chiefs um, no, yeah. and I don't think they will this year unless Deshaun Watson enters a division one way or another. Um, <laughs> I think you can probably, if that doesn't happen, I think you can probably pencil in the Chiefs as a comfortable division winner again. And then, you know, hopefully we can be in a, a wildcard, a wild card scrap, yeah. you know, but, you know, last year, I think there's just too much stacking up. And it all, all went wrong. Right. Everything that could go wrong did go wrong.
0: Pass interference. Defense. Automatic first down.
2: I mean, if we move on to the cap, like you you are in a really good position this year cap-wise. I mean, a lot of teams are struggling. You've got 32 million at the moment. Sort of released a few players, freed up a bit of money. There's a few cuttable guys as well. I mean, obviously, you don't want to move on from Von Miller, really, but rework the contract potentially. And Kareem Jackson as well. I mean, both getting a bit older now. I mean, they have both been talked about release. If you did want to increase fine, what's your thoughts on them too?
1: Yeah, I I think everyone wants Von Miller to stay here for the rest of his career. At a a 22 million cap hit with the way the team needs to get younger on defense, I'm not sure whether the new, I mean, it's a new GM in George Patton. So obviously he has no, you know, John Elway would obviously be more keen to keep Miller around and have that relationship with him. Um, So whether Patton thinks 22 million is just simply too much. And, you know, if one doesn't want to restructure, which is understandable, he signed the contract at that value. But I think the ideal situation is he does, you know, restructure it for slightly less money and, you know, another four or five years tagged on. Yeah. Kareem Jackson, again, I think he'll probably end up staying because, you know, I'm not sure where else we would spend that money. Because if you move on from him, you've got to, you're probably going to want to sign. A free agent safety, anyway.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, to go alongside Justin Simmons. So I think with Justin Simmons and Cream Jackson there, you've probably got the best safety during in the NFL. Um, yeah. Simmons. Hopefully, we get a long term deal done with him, which will probably be taking up more than the thirty million that he's on there.
2: Yeah. Well. Yeah. I'd, I'd imagine he would be.
1: Yeah. So. Something. Yeah. And then Melvin Gordon, I think, as I mean, if he had. He's just been found not guilty of a DUI, which if he'd have been found guilty and been suspended, then the Broncos could have moved on from him for nothing. But it looks like he'll be staying now because he (laughs) won't be suspended. So, yeah, I think Miller is definitely an interesting one to watch out on. Um, uh, I think that's probably right in the balance at the moment.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think the position you're in with the 32 million, like you can sort of... You can afford to keep him, even if he doesn't restructure Like, if you really wanted to. I mean, just like you say, it's a case of whether they think that £22 is could be better spent elsewhere. I mean, anyone else here that sort of could be moved on for? I know you mentioned uh, Melvin Gordon there, but anyone else? I mean, there's not really much savings.
1: No, I mean, there's the guys who are restricted for agents like Philip Lindsay, you know, the Broncos could... Obviously, we've tendered him, but could let him go. You know, now Melvin Gordon's staying. Everyone in, every Broncos fan loves Philip Lindsay, but towards the end of, I mean, towards the end of last season, Gordon really picked up steam. And probably if we're being fair, outplayed Philip Lindsay last season. So could you replace Philip Lindsay's role with a draft pick this year? I mean, you, you probably could, and that would save some money if you're looking at it from a purely, you know, taking emotion out of it. So he, you know, he could be one that's moved on. He's not saving much money, but, you know, saving a probably, I think, a couple of million from what he would end up getting paid.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, um, like I say, you actually, in, you know, we've gone through all these teams at the moment. We're covering every team. And, like, you're in actually a really healthy spot. Um, I think that's obviously a bonus of the fact your team your team is very young. That's also is a bonus. You know, you're hoping that they'll grow, you know, and get into a better you know, better roles with what they've got going on. I mean, you've got a young, every, everywhere's young. I think, I think I'm correct for wrong, I think probably one of the oldest guys, but they just cut him as Drell Casey and he's 32. So the team is very young. So there is like room to improve and everything. And you've got some money that you can bring in, some, you know, to whoever you who would like to bring in. We saw this with her next question. I mean, what do you see realistically in terms of needs? Like who would you like to go for in free agencies or someone that sticks out to you in terms of position?
1: I think we're looking. You'd be looking inside linebacker. I know Quan Alexander just being released or not extended today. He's going to be a free agent. Yeah, there he is. So Levante Davis just just, just resigned, doesn't he? he yeah, yeah. So I mean, I think inside linebacker, someone to pair with Alexander Johnson mm. he's probably I a mean, cornerback. Is the number one need, but
2: yeah,
1: there's an option. We'll probably need to add two there you probably find one in the draft and we look to add a free agent. I would say cornerback and inside linebacker are the two biggest needs. And then depends if we re-sign Shelby Harris as to whether, you know, D-line becomes a need. If you sign Shelby Harris, you you probably feel pretty comfortable there with Draymond Jones kind of breaking out last season. If you don't re-sign him, then you're probably looking there. Um, And then the offense is pretty much set, I feel, you look to bring in a veteran quarterback because Drew Locke hasn't proved he can stay on the field for 16 games above anything else. And then you can't move on from Duran James, you know, even though he hasn't played in two years with his contract, he's going to have to stick around. So I think the offense, you're going to see a very similar team roll out with an extra year's experience behind them. And then kind of the three positions on defense that I've mentioned there.
2: Yeah, I mean, you're, you're currently favourites to actually pick up Sean Watson by trade. I mean, have you heard anything about that? I mean, I for me, I don't see it really happening, Broncos. I mean, I've, I've got him sort of pegged to Carolina if he goes anywhere, but I mean, what's your thoughts on him, Watson? I mean, he's, you are favourites to side him, so.
1: Yeah, I think with his no-trade clause, I mean, I'm not sure there's a more appealing situation than Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, Noah Fant, KJ Hamler for him. So I think that's probably why the Broncos are favourite. And, you know, number nine pick, there could be, if the Texans don't like Drew Locke, there could be a QB there available that they do like. I'm not sure whether, I don't think he'll get traded before the draft anyway. So that might be irrelevant. So maybe you could see the Broncos trade back, pick up a first round pick in a later year, you know, if they are really keen on Watson and then you've got even more ammunition. I saw someone float around a potential trade back with the Detroit Lions, uh, which would see the Broncos pick up a 22 first round pick there, which, which, you know, obviously could be quite high. I think, you know, Deshaun Watson is obviously the dream, and he would make the Broncos a contender and challenge the Chiefs. But I think, you know, if you go in with Drew Locke, you've got his first back to back years with the same offensive coordinator. Since his first year in college, or something. Yeah. You know, I think 5 and 11 is clearly this team's flaw because everything that could go wrong did go wrong. So, you know, I think you could still challenge for a wild card if everything else is around him. And yeah. if he's, as a, doesn't make the necessary steps, then obviously you have to make another decision next year. Deshaun, Deshaun Watson could still be. Trying to get himself well, traded yeah. this time next year. So yeah, he could
2: still be sitting out. Like, I, don't yeah. I mean, apparently, they're not even answering the answer
0: phone. So <laughs> be sitting on the bench, yeah. apparently, from what some sources have heard. I mean, I mean, in terms of your dream scenario, I mean, obviously, Watson would be amazing. But obviously, the problem is with Watson, is, albeit, yes, he'll be your quarterback for the next 10 years. It's not even a conversation, you know, like that is how good the guy is. But Obviously, that comes with a lot of capital. You're going to have to give up for at least three years. They reckon the bare minimum that teams are offering is at least three first-round picks. Um, I mean, is there is there a quarterback in this year's draft class that that you wouldn't mind the Broncos taking at nine, or maybe even if they did trade back, maybe pick up a guy there? I mean, what's your thoughts on that? Would you would you like to see a quarterback go at, uh, at nine, or would you rather a different need? Maybe, like you said, you need a corner, and I reckon by nine you could get, Either Fairley or Patrick Sertain, who are the top two graded corners. I mean, how would you like to see the Broncos go at nine?
1: Yeah, I think you probably are looking. Cornerback is probably favourite position right now for the Broncos to draft. I mean, because I think the the Broncos are looking at it. You know, for this year, is who's going to come? Who could come in and start this year? Because there's no point rolling out Drew Locke as a stopgap because. You're just gonna be sat, you know. He's a young guy himself. He needs to. De- yeah. You've got two young guys that need to develop. Um, I think if Justin Fields somehow is, if you can get him, he can come in and be a day one starter. You know, the guy who could be around at nine trail Not sure he comes in and starts day one. So, not sure the Broncos pick him, but he could be someone who other teams like, and therefore you can make a trade to acquire. You know, future capital, yeah, you know, to then make a play for Deshaun Watson after the draft, or you know, just build further around whatever you've got, or you know, then next year, if you need a QB, move back up, or you know, yeah. just you've got that flexibility after you've got another 16 games evaluation on Drew Lock.
2: Yeah, I mean, I've recently done my my mock draft, and uh, I actually had you trade it up. Um, well, I was a Falcons fan, I actually. I'm hoping the we've trade down from four, so I had you trading up to four to take Fields. But, I mean, is that saying you're completely against them uh, moving up to get... I mean, you'd rather stick with Locke, I assume.
1: Well, uh, it, I mean, you have to be completely in love, you know. Yeah. If George Patton thinks Justin Fields is a lot better than Drew Locke and will be this franchise quarterback for 15 years, he thinks he can win us a Super Bowl, then, yeah, trade up, go get him. If you don't think he's that guy, then do trade up for him. You know, if you think he could be the guy, then it's not worth it. You have to think, yeah, he's, he's our guy. I'm in love with him, that sort of thing. Um, and I'm not sure where George Patton is on that at the moment.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think you're in quite an interesting situation, to be fair. Like you've just pointed out there, Thomas, like. The offense and you know the offensive, um, you know bar maybe like I say offensive line. You could add another few pieces there, but that's like depth pieces. Like the off the the weapons you have on offense, like KJ, KJ Hamler, Jerry Judy is just insane. Um, you know you've got a lot of weapons on that offense, and I think for any like rookie guy to, if, if they do come in, say for fields, I think that you know we've talked about some teams where you know, you're always going to get certain teams, all right, I'll be someone like the, the Jets or someone, they're probably, you know, we're they're going to take someone like Zach Wilson at two. But if they do, you know, they're, they're in a bit of a predicament because they're, they, they, they've they got a lot of needs to like fill, you know, the offensive line isn't great. You're putting them in a in a strenuous like position. But I reckon with like a, whoever, the, whoever it could be, it, like you said, George Patton really likes the, a guy like that much and he trades up and gets him whoever it may be. And he starts him in. I think out of all the teams in the in the league, your your position is a lot better than some others. Is like with the weapons and just to stick behind a fairly well, ran, you know, ran offense. You know, so I think it's not the worst case to start a rookie. Albeit maybe that be the case. Maybe best case scenario, like I say, Joshua Watson goes up and you know does his thing. But I, I still think for a rookie quarterback, it, out of all the teams, I think it's not the worst situation to be put in being in Denver.
1: Yeah, especially with Garrett Bowles transforming from everyone wanting to run him out of town to being, you know, one of the best left tackles in football. And then if mm-hmm. you can get Joanne James on the field for 16 games, the offensive helps, line yeah. could be mm-hmm. one of the best Very in football. Good. And then it's just, mm-hmm. have you got the quarterback? Because you've got everything else on offense.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, where was it. he? Where was James last year? I know. I noticed he didn't play for two years of a spin now, is it? So, yeah,
1: he got, I think he played about 60 snaps from us in... 2019, and mm-hmm. he had a couple of injuries there. And then last year, he opted out because of COVID. Right.
2: Yeah. So I did, I did his contract just,
1: rolls yeah. over, which is why,
2: yeah,
1: he had an opt out after two years, but that has kind of been pushed back a year. And this is his second year of his contract. So we can't yeah. move on from him without, yeah, acquiring yeah, all of his
2: contract in dead money. Yeah. I think it's about seven mil, like over, you know, it's going to cost you an extra seven mil in dead cap, right, to, to move on. I yeah. think it was. Unsportsmanlike conduct, fifteen yards. Yeah, I mean, who, who's your favourite centre? I mean, certain or Farley? I mean, they're sort of the two guys that have been tipped. I mean, you can probably pick up the sorry, call it back. I don't know why I call was Um Yeah, so, I I'm sure mean, you can probably some... uh, pick up whatever call about you want at no, night. I don't think anything's going to anyone going to go higher than that. So, I mean, yeah, favourite. I,
1: I can't say I've watched too much of either of them yet. Um, yeah. I'm sure Vic Fangio will know. Who works best in his system, and uh, I'll just trust whoever he thinks is the right guy to fit in there. I mean, you've got Bryce Callahan, who you know would hope you'd like to play in the slot a lot. Um, you hope Michael Jamudia can develop a little bit more, and then you know you pick up a you'd like to pick up a free agent quarterback. You probably don't have to go towards the top end. You probably don't have to get a Patrick Peterson or a Richard yeah. Sherman because Vic Fangio himself has proven he can do more with less. Um, he can make guys play above their level. And if you're going to draft a first-round co- corner, he's the guy who's going to, you know, maybe not this year, but in the next five years, he's going to be your number one corner. So you don't necessarily need to pay big money for another one.
0: Yeah. 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 It's always but like I say, it's always nice, to, like I say, I think Van has been good with like his depth pieces. And, and obviously you got tested with that last season with with all the injuries, you know, like you say, if he can prove he can do with less. I mean, like I say, you can draft, you know, ever up positions in, in the draft this year, you know, depth fill pieces, even if it's someone on uh, the interior line, you know, someone, like I say, he's defensive guys and he so, I can imagine where that's where his mind leans more. I think I have fields as well as a trade because I feel like, I, I just feel like maybe George Patton, I, I just don't know how much faith he can put into Drew Locke, like, as much as, yes, another 16 games could prove a lot, and that you say injuries didn't help. But, I mean, from what I saw of him, I feel like, you know, as much as teams move on from quarterbacks very quickly, I feel like, like you say, if he really likes someone, I think he him to be Fields or someone like Trey Lance, it could be a good position to go through. So, I mean, in terms of having that, do you think, this question I'd like to ask you, if you, if he thinks Drew Locke is the guy, I mean, for you personally, do you think Drew Locke is going to match or albeit, okay, it's very hard question to ask about playing Patrick Mahomes twice a year or or even now Justin Herbert, who is now this absolute stud in his rookie year, you know, he's now a problem. Um, Oakland are never easy. I mean, do you think well, Drew Locke is the guy? Oakland well, are yeah. easy quite a lot of the time. <laughs> Um, funny enough I watched that last regular season game that was quite funny that was that really high score and while it was going like really back and forth but yeah I'll beat them but like do you think Drew Locke could be the guy like your opinion you know would you rather give him another year or do you feel like obviously if what's on the table but what, what, what do you feel do you feel like if he does stick with him he is the guy or do you feel like it's going to be something different in his mind
1: yeah I think I think I mean Drew is Drew Locke shown that he can compete with Justin Herbert um last season, obviously Herbert's a year younger. Um, the Chargers just... I mean, they had Philip Rivers for 10, 12 years and did nothing with him. So can you trust the Chargers to put Herbert in a position? You know, the Broncos have put Lock in the position now. It's whether he can succeed. I mean, I think I think Lock can develop into a, you know, just outside top 10 QB in the league. You know that's probably his ceiling, which in most divisions is going to get you to the playoffs, you know if a, lot, right. a lot of lot. yeah but
2: yeah. yeah
1: when you've got Mahomes who's the best quarterback in the league, and if Justin Herbert develops into a top five quarterback, you know then that's kind of unfortunate that Drew Locks landed in that division, and you've got to then go out and try and find a guy who can be a top five QB yeah as well.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's a a fair point. I mean, if we move on to sort of a a way to early prediction for next year, like obviously a lot's going to happen from now and then. And, you know, we don't know who you're drafting. We don't know what's going to happen in the quarterback situation. But, you know, what can you see yourself doing next year record-wise?
1: I think we need to be getting back to a winning record with, you know, everyone getting a year older. They've got that year's experience, got the same offensive coordinator, Still got Vic Fangio. You've got that continuity, you know. Hopefully, you've got some more talented young guys coming in as well who can make an impact. Um, I think you have to be looking to be winning nine games. That's that should be where that was probably the aim last year until everyone lost an arm or a leg within yeah. the first three weeks. So, and you know, I think I think the Broncos. Can easily go well, not easily, but I think three and three record in this division is within the division is definitely attainable, and then it's just about you know we should have an easier schedule based on the fact we finished last. Yeah. Um. So I think nine and seven should be attainable if people can stay healthy and Duloc you know, takes the next step.
2: Yeah, no, I think that's a, you know, I think that's where you've got to be aiming for, really. And, you know, if you, do, if you don't get that winning season, you've got to sort of, if you don't move on from Drew Lott this year, you've got to move on from next year, probably. Obviously, depending on what he does, but, you know, you need to be aiming for that winning season next year. I, I mean, I've got you a little bit lower. I think it's just such a tough division for me. I mean, you, you mentioned about like three and three record in the division. I just think that's tough, you know. Herbert could sort of fall away next year, but... You know the Raiders are good as well. It's yeah, you know, mm. it's tough. Let's not say the Raiders
1: are good. <laughs> I mean, they've just traded Trent Brown for a swap. Yeah, for trade seven for round pick, yeah, <laughs> <and> a <swap laughs> seventh or something. So yeah, yeah
0: so that's so what they like to do. <laughs> I think um yeah, it's a little bit difficult. I think it's a it's sort of like a boom or bust thing to me. Like when I look at you, you know as we've been talking about because. Like you said, I think Drew Locke having another, always having another year is good. And I think, like you said, contin- continuity is always good in the team. You know, there's not all these drastic changes. You know, the offense is going to be the same, um, you know, and it's just going kind to of time for him to develop. And and, and everyone has got to remember, um, you know, as Albie, yes, everyone was in the same situation. But obviously, with the pandemic last year, there was a lot of things that maybe Drew Locke would have benefited being more in the facility than doing it all through Zoom. You know, obviously, it was very tough for a lot of players to, to really you know, grasp a lot of things. And obviously, as he's so young going, you know, going into for you guys, it's obviously very difficult. So, I think another year under his belt will be good. Like I said, I think his ceiling, it's not absolutely out of reach. I think you saying that is not completely um, out of the question, you know, and teams can win with that type of quarterback, you know, with pieces around them. It's, it's been proven, you know, teams have done it.
1: So, I mean, Peyton Manning's arm talent in the year we won the Super Bowl was probably yeah. bottom five.
0: In it was horrendous. In the league. Like, yeah. He
1: couldn't do anything. He had to run it to CJ
0: Anderson and everything. I remember watching that game. I mean, I was glad you guys won because, you know, Carolina are in our division. Yeah. So it's very glad that you won there. Obviously, um, yeah.
1: mentally, <laughs> he's a bit more advanced than where Drew Locke of course. is. But of course, yeah. we've shown, you know, if you have the right pieces, you can absolutely win with a quarterback, you know, in that 10 to 15 range.
0: Yeah, and that's absolutely fair. And I think, um, I'm not sure where, I'm a bit, I haven't really looked at, you know, how far Drew Locke will improve. Because so I think I'm a bit sold on, I mean, the the possibility to Sean Watson is there. Like, we have to acknowledge it. You know, apparently there's something more, you know, like you said, that because there's no trade clause, it could be a team that he's really going for because of that offensive talent. You know, there's a lot of, you know, he can work with a lot of things there. And he instantly makes you a contender to actually, in, in all fairness, compete with, Kansas City, because he is that type of quarterback. Um, I mean, if I had to go, I mean, because I've got you trading for Justin Fields, I'm going to have to go on the base and the record on that. Um, I feel like with Justin Fields, though, as much as it really does depend what situation he goes into. And out of, out of all the situations he goes to, going to Denver, is, I reckon is one of his best possible landing spots. Because if you, say, trade up to him, wherever it may be, I know I've got you trading at four with us. But say if you trade up and get him, I do think the promise with Fields, I, I feel like with a certain team, he'll have to sit. Because I feel like yes, his ceiling's very high, but he's going to have to sit de- uh, sit behind someone. But if he's chucked into that um, offense, you know, with that offense with you guys, I don't think it's the worst case scenario. So if he, if he does start, I feel like there will be growing pains. Obviously, I think as yourself as a fan, they're going to have to expect like right, it's a rookie guy. If he starts, you know, it's going to be sort of not starting again, but obviously, it's going to it's growing pains. You know, you're going to have to expect it from a rookie guy. So. For me, I think even with a rookie, it. Bar, knock on wood, you don't get the injury bug before all your defensive guys, you know, because obviously defensively, you you know, you can be very... Definitely not... You're easily, I'd say, top 10 with everyone healthy, you know, or just under. You know, you're in that bracket for defensively. So moving with that, I think you can get into the bracket of seven to nine wins, I'm going to say. I think nine is the absolute ceiling. But I do think seven... Like you said, if you... Bear in mind, you won five games last year with everyone yeah, in and out I, I of the Yeah, I can't lineup.
1: see us getting any worse than that. No, than unless, five, no. Unless Justin no. Fields came in and was, you know, just had like that a bad. horrendous yeah. rookie year. Yeah, but, yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, I can't see it being that bad, um, definitely. So, like I say, we'll have to see what happens on uh, on draft day for that one. that would be a uh, everyone will be gunning for. So, um, Thomas, we're going to cap it off there. Um, really appreciate you coming on. Uh, talking the Denver Broncos with us and uh, knock on wood uh, see how you Denver Broncos get on and uh, move a bit better than last year but appreciate you coming and taking time to join us
1: yeah thanks for having me on guys and uh, yeah maybe catch up with you you know later in the year when yeah, um, hopefully we can be a bit more positive about where the Broncos are positioned
0: yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah a bit more positive talk and uh, you never know you might have uh, the guy at quarterback that everyone's been talking about in Watson but we'll have to see what happens but that uh, Thank you very much for listening, guys. Uh, That's I'll be posting all Tom's socials and everything in our descriptions. Uh, Keep an eye out. We've still got a lot of episodes to come up for off-season talk. Thank you very much for listening, guys. Take care. Stay safe, and catch you soon.